When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is presented by TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances as well. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. It's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over a 100 years helping business owners maximize the success of their business through risk management tools and resources. It's like having a great offensive line for your business, just thwarting off risks and things that could potentially cost your bottom line. Find out how Federated can help your business by going to federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. The Vikings game just ended. What you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Live. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Live. Awkward start to the play. This pass is caught by Thielen, and that's a first down, but the ball's out. An early turnover. Bell gets it on the toss. Vaughn Bell down the sideline. Inside the 10 on the fumble by Thielen. Third down and seven. Here's one for Ginn. That play is not there, and it is picked by Anthony Harris. Good coverage. Harris on the return back inside Saints territory. Wow. Wow. This is Vikings Netline. Do you like that? Do you like that? Do you like that, Vikings fans? An overtime victory... Minnesota Vikings in New Orleans, they get the job done. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and we are live on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North app, also live streaming on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch right now. And we had been talking about this the week leading up to the game. This had the potential to be one of the great recent sports trilogies, right? You get all these boxing trilogies Throughout the history, the last 50 to 100 years, right? Right. The Saints-Vikings trilogy started with the 2009 NFC Championship game. The Minneapolis Miracle was fight number two. And I think fight number three, even though it was a it was a first-round matchup and not an NFC Championship game matchup, I think you had two teams throwing haymakers the entire day, two coaches throwing haymakers. And who would have thought that it was Kirk Cousins, not Drew Brees, that would throw the final haymaker a dime to Adam Thielen on the doorstep of the goal line, Judd Zolgad, which, to by set the way, up the you, game-winning which, touchdown. by the way, you called. I did call it. You said, <laughs> go deep here. Just go deep. And he threw a beautiful pass. And I'll say this. 
Where do we even start with this game? Where do you even start? I, I'd like to say, I'd like to say that, that as impressive as the offense going down the field to score the touchdown that ultimately put an end to the game in the first possession by the Vikings of overtime. The one thing, and we talked about this all week long, the one thing, and I know they gave up the, the field goal at the end of regulation to tie the score, Phil Mackey, but this was truly the defensive game plan of Mike Zimmer's life. Like, this is yes. no no joke here. This was that game plan to stop that team. And now Drew Brees was not great, but Drew Brees might not, not have been great because of that game yeah, plan. Yeah, Neil Hunter was haunting him for three hours. No Alexander. No Hughes, yes on Rhodes, who plays hurt and gives up a touchdown and ultimately continued to play hurt and played well uh, at times. But I can't, un- I can't es- um, emphasize enough how impressed I am by the fact that this team came out defensively in that building and was this good. And the other thing is, you know what we finally saw? This was the intestinal fortitude from the Vikings that I don't think until today in 2019 we had seen from this team. Yeah. They checked so they checked every box impressive. that you've been waiting for them to check for 2 years today. Yeah. Road, Cousins stepping up late, right? Winning opponents, all these different things. They were 8 point underdogs with with a lot of the different sports books and we have full phone lines right now. I'm Phil Mackey, that's Judd Zolgad and uh we are here for you as long as you want to call. We're we're, we're we're coming off this high just like you are watching one of the great football games of the last few years. Every time these two teams tango in the playoffs, something big happens, and uh, it swung the way of the Vikings today because they made it swing that way. 651-646-8255. Let's start out here with Dave in South Carolina. What's going on, Dave? Going forward. Guys, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I could not. I could not sit down. Um, I, I, I think I've called you and I've told you about their defense all year that I thought we could move the ball on them. And, um, you know, I'm just so proud and so proud. I'm just so proud for the players and past players, fans. I just think it's a, a wonderful win, guys. You guys are great with the show. I love it. I can barely talk. I'm going out to a, a, a celebratory dinner and I'm getting a bunch of phone calls <laughs> in between. So I apologize, but I just think this is a kind of win, you know, hopefully that, that maybe puts them, you know, on a, on a track, and and um, I feel good about you know where we're going. I've always felt good about our talent and our depth, and a win like this gives you so much confidence, you know. And I still think there were some play calling issues. I'm going to be very critical all the time, <laughs> but um, what a defensive performance, and uh, just just what a what a job, guys. And I love the show, and and uh, love you guys, Skull Vikings. Thanks, Dave. That's, that's one of our, Appreciate the phone call. Talk to you tomorrow for one of sure. Our favorite callers there, David, South Carolina. Let's just roll through some calls yeah. here, Judd, because Let's I think there's a lot of excited Vikings fans. As soon as the lines are full, but as soon as someone drops off, so we have one open phone line now. Here's the number: six five one six four six eight two five five. And if you're new to Score North, if you're just discovering us, thank you for listening or watching. Uh, I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad, and we have a free mobile app that you can listen to us live throughout the week. You can listen to all of our podcasts, Purple Daily, Vikings Metline, Mackey and Jeb with Rami, Score North Live, and you can also read articles from Matthew Collar, who's out there in New Orleans right now, Judd Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Derek Wetmore. So thank you all. Let's go to Ben in Florida. You are on Ventline, Ben. Hey, guys. I We beat on Kirk Cousins. We beat on Mike Zimmer. I'm going to tell you something. Those two are the MVPs of this game. That defensive performance and the last two throws to Keelan and Rudolph, 
is why Kirk Cousins is why we're, why the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins all that money to make those two throws in that situation. And for Kirk Cousins, I I know he has to have a, just a weight off his shoulders after this win. He has to feel so good about himself. The defense, I mean, you can't say enough. If when you make Jason Hill a gadget player, the best player on the high power <laughs> offense, yeah. you're doing something right on defense. So I mean. I don't know if they're going to win in San Francisco, but I feel a hell of a lot more confident that they can win in San Francisco now after that game. Because now you're playing a okay quarterback or good quarterback, not a all-time great quarterback. So let's just go to San Francisco, man. Let's see what happens. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the phone call, Ben. I mean, to Kirk Cousins for a second, in the in the biggest game of his life, in one of the toughest environments of his career, on the biggest drive of his life in overtime, mm-hmm. he drops back and throws a perfect 40-yard pass right into the hands of Adam Thielen mm-hmm. to basically end the game. Mm-hmm. And then on third down, when if you don't if you don't score a touchdown on third down, you're probably forced to kick a field goal on fourth down because you, you need to get the points so that you force them to score, right? He throws a perfect fade to the back corner of the end zone to Kyle Rudolph. Two of the best passes in the most pressure-packed moments of his entire life. Absolutely, and two throws that he can consistently make. And the deep pass to Thielen as well, two things off of that. One is, amen, it's a great play call, but that's one of his best passes. Like, if you if you were to say, right, Kirk Cousins' top three passes, I, I would say the last one on my list would probably be the screen. My top one, that deep pass. He's got that touch. That's him. Uh, the second thing that was incredibly important today, and it's twofold, Thielen and Cook were healthy. Yeah. And that makes, and that means that Cook can't be ignored. The run game, play action works. And now teams are concerned about that. If you think about the ingredients offensively that go into that win today, you basically, for the first time since October, correct, had all of your, your weapons ba- as healthy as they can possibly be. Yeah. And that's huge. He, Cook didn't have a great second half, but what Cook did was he had a great first half, and he presented a threat that hadn't been there for the last two games or three games or four games, basically. And so I think all of those things go into the toolbox that presents Cousins with the opportunity to succeed. Yeah, the final tallies for uh, for the Vikings offense, and Dalvin Cook started really hot, and then they grinded him down, and it was more run for show. And by the way, it worked because that play action sucked everybody in, mm-hmm. and Adam Thielen got a step on defenders. But the Vikings wound up running the ball 40 times, 40 times for 136 yards, so only three and a half yards a carry, but they just grinded for three hours in this one. Let's go back to the phone lines here on Vikings Vent Line. David in Minneapolis, Vikings win, David. Yeah, I'm, uh, you Vikes had on Twitter and for the first time in the year that I've had my Twitter account, I do like that and <laughs> I'm really happy with what Kirk Cousins did this, uh, tonight and, um, I just think the silence is the whole Mike Zimmer going to Dallas thing and cause he hit, he, I mean, the defense played a miraculous game against yes. a really good Saints game. Uh, re- really good Saints team and I just really think that we have a chance in for- against the 49ers. And um, I'm just really I'm. This is not what I expected today, and I'm just really uh, happy for what happened. So I'll leave it at that. I'll listen to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You, you like that, David, on Twitter. So I expected a close game from Phil. Let's say last Tuesday through Friday morning, 
And then we got the injury report. Alexander out, Hughes out. And I thought to myself, how are you going to stop? And, and I'll come back to it. Michael Thomas. Yeah. And the, the answer was basically flustered Drew Brees. But I still would, would have said, oh, good luck with that. But taking Hunter and Griffin, sticking them inside, this is, we could do an entire show on the defense and not just the execution from that defense, but the game plan. Down two rotational, one starting cornerback, or sometimes two starting cornerbacks, but two rotation cornerbacks in that game. And Mike Zimmer's running, he's running Anthony Barr on Michael Thomas. Yes. He's running three safety looks in the nickel package. He's running, like you said, the two edge rushers on the inside. And Daniel Hunter, the strip of Drew Brees. Yeah. Will go, go down as one of the most important Vikings playoff moments in recent times. Like, and think like most strip sacks are you, score. you come around, you bat the ball out of his hand, right? He's so strong. He grabs Drew Brees with his left arm, yes. grabs Drew Brees' left arm with his left arm, yes. comes around his back and hits Drew Brees' triceps so hard the ball pops out. He ragdolled him. Yeah. Like he looked, he looked like a, a lifeless doll of some sort. It was unbelievable. Yep. John in Manhattan, you're on Ventline. John. Give me the horn, Bobby. I called in, and I said to Judd, they're going to lose. And then he said, that sounds like you. And then I called in, and I said, no, 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 no. I saw the Gophers take down Auburn. You know yeah. what? It's in the air, boys. And he said, John, you sound drunk. And I am not drunk. I live that royce life. And I tell you what. <laughs> now, I got a segment for you because uh, Randy, Randy does the stud stable. I got the who basket. Cam Jordan, who? Drew Brees. Who? Michael Thomas. Who? Daniel Hunter. That boy. You like that? You like that? That was a fun game. I loved it. It was. I loved it so much. Amazing. John, thank you for calling. Talk to you tomorrow, John. Wait, I got one more thing. By the way. Jeff in Boston says, check the tape. He was right before all y'all haters. And this team ain't going with this Mike Zimmer ain't going nowhere the team's going to the Super Bowl let's go John in Manhattan right there everybody call tomorrow John right on uh, Vikings Matline also five days a week starting at 10 o'clock the day after Vikings games yeah. and 11 o'clock when the Vikings uh, have not played the day before hosted by Judd Zilga 10 to noon tomorrow let's go to man this is just a what a game <laughs> what, incredible. what a game Josh in Grand Forks you're next on Ventline Hey guys, what's up? Oh, I just like literally. I love you, but this is all about sports debt because I called in earlier and I made a prediction. Yeah, I was totally wrong. Okay, and I apologize to you because I was thinking thirty-one twenty-eight. Did not see overtime coming, but holy cow! Like I was not wrong. It was a it was a coach's duel. Yep, and Zimmer outcoached him. Like literally, straight up. Sean had nothing. All he had was like literally a third string quarterback doing all the plays because that's where all, everything was lost on the Vikings. Everything else was shut down. But needless to say, I just want to call and say congratulations. We're probably going to win in San Francisco because Garoppolo is nothing compared to what we're dealing with the quarterback we just had to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if we can continue to like scheme like this, and play like this, and, you know, the whole Cousins thing, whatever. I don't want to get into any of that other stuff, you know, because it's all just, you know, hoo-ha, and we got an entire week to deal with this. But needless to say, 
so excited. Love it. Oh, my God. Did not see this coming in overtime. Goal Vikings. Boom. That's Josh in Grand Forks. I think See speaking for a lot of Vikings fans today. Let's go to our, our guy Jeff in Texas. You're on with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolga. Yeah. This is Vikings Vent Line. Hey, Jeff. Judson. Judson. What's up? I'm $119 poorer today. <laughs> and I got to go make another deposit because my bankroll is zero now. So I got to go put another $100 in there and put 50 on the Niners to win next week. Jeff, you were the key to victory today. You were the key because you bet it on the Saints. Yes, forget X's and O's and Zimmer and all his fancy stuff. Yes, it's all me and my gambling losing ability. Yes. Would you like to be Garoppolo? Wouldn't you be worried about, OMG, what are we going to do against this defense next week? That's why I'm so pumped. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right, see you, Talk to you tomorrow. Jeff in Texas. Jeff's brilliant. Jeff goes and bets against the the, uh, Vikings, and he ordinarily wins because of it. He does. (laughs) That's one way to hedge your Vikings emotions, I think he also bet against the Gophers as well. In fact, I'm sure. They're showing locker room footage right now. Wow, the the love that Kirk Cousins is getting right now. I think Mike Zimmer just gave Kirk Cousins the game ball. It's really cool. I I just think it's really cool to see a guy who, by the way, like the criticism of Kirk Cousins has been warranted for the last few years. Look at that. And he has given his team a speech. They are roughing him up. Uh, Mike Zimmer with a big hug. It's really cool to see a guy take the criticism Mm -hmm. and take the beating publicly, Mm -hmm. a lot of it rightfully so. Game time, too, right there. End day. Uh, so it'll Saturday. be next Saturday at 3.35. Yep. Next Saturday at 3.35. Um, it's just really cool to see a guy step up and make that throw. I mean, that was a stick it down everyone's throat throw. Yep. Take the narrative, crumple it up, and throw it 45 yards down the field to Adam Thielen. And I mean, for, that's what he did today. And just as far as the broader picture, too, for these guys to come out as a team and play like this, I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. A- after... You know, the Packers game, I thought to myself, good good luck. Good luck here. And to come out and have Cousins in the second half an OT play like that, and for this defense to play that well. I mean, Drew Brees looked, how can I put this? He looked lost. You made him look lost. Taysom Hill was, without a doubt, the most effective quarterback and player for the Saints today. Yeah, how about that? Like Taysom Hill is the guy who went 28 yards to the 20 before... Hunter made one of the biggest playoff plays I've seen. That was Taysom Hill. Drew Brees did largely nothing against you. He threw a touchdown pass to Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill, this was, this would have been the Taysom Hill game if the Saints would have come out on top, right? I mean, how nice is it if you're the Saints to just have a Swiss Army knife guy who can throw a ball 50 yards down the field on a dime, who can run the ball like, like a road grading yep. fullback who can catch passes like and, he did. And we should say too, if you are a Vikings fan who gets, and we all do frustrated with replay, then after today, you shouldn't be because on the Dalvin Cook play, it saved you. I just got a text from Jonathan Harrison, our producer on Purple Daily and Mackie and Jeb with Rami because we got the volume down here. Uh huh. In the locker room video that they just showed, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins ended the speech to his teammates. By saying, I've got three words for you. That's good. He did the you, did the, you, you did like, like that, that thing. Good for him. That's amazing. Good sense of humor. Alright, let's go to Sam in DC. Vikings win in New Orleans, Sam. You're next on Vikings Vent Line. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um so I think going into the game, I think they pulled hundred and nine sports writers 
and 108 of them picked the Saints to win. Yeah. And I think we all saw it like, going into this game. If they have a shot, it's because they're playing loose. No one believes in us. But to go there and beat, I would argue, the best team in the NFC, the way they played in December, mm-hmm. and to make Brees look as uncomfortable as he did. He played badly for three and a half quarters or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unbelievable. And then to do it... <laughs> on a third-down goal-line fade, which never works, (laughs) is pretty impeccable. Um, You know, I was concerned in the second half that Zimmer got, like, a little conservative, that they were just trying to run out the clock, play keep away a little bit. But that overtime drive from Stefanski was a thing of beauty. And, you know, you see what happens next week against San Francisco, but I think – I don't want to hear anyone ever tell me, you know, Kirk can't make the big plays. He can't win the big games because he did. And it's a thrilling win against a team that no one gave a, sh- a shot against. And the fact that it's against the Saints is that much sweeter. So thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Sam in thanks, DC Sam. there, man. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so early to start speculating on, cause we'll have the whole week now live on Score North, the Score North app and scorenorth.com yes. to be talking about this Niners game, but. Yes. You know, you you were kind of saying it going into the Saints game, which is, boy, if you can if you can beat the Saints on the road, you can win the Super Bowl because that's probably the toughest environment and the toughest quarterback. Although, if you did wind up facing Russell Wilson at some point, uh, I think he's a Hall of Famer too, and Aaron Rodgers. But but the Saints team is better. I'll and take the my Saints weapons against, are better. I'll take my chances against the Seahawks as a team. I will too. And, and the question on the Niners is pretty simple: Is that defense now after a week off back? Because that defense went from being probably the best in the league for quite a while to yeah. hemorrhaging points. Because if they're not and you could score points, you think you can't fluster Garoppolo? Yeah. It, it was Breeze that I didn't think you could fluster like this. If you had told, if you had sat me down at 11.30 a.m. this morning and said, Drew Breeze is going to look like he's a 22-year-old rookie quarterback completely lost, I'd say, you are crazy. You are nuts. The, the, I don't care what they do. This kind of felt, I think, in the in you know the national talking heads were on this for the last couple weeks too. It kind of felt like Drew Brees' postseason that everything was aligning for this was going to be his validating second Super Bowl. He's he's already been passing everyone in all the regular season counting numbers, right? Right. And it just it kind of felt like destiny that Drew Brees is going to plow his way through the playoffs, and the Saints were going to play some home games, and and as it turns out. It's the Vikings that step in, and now now they have the ball. I think I, I mean, I think anything is possible at this point. The fact that you went in and you won this game, I think, and the fact that Kirk Cousins did what he did in the fourth quarter today, I think anything is possible now. I would not rule out a run to the Super Bowl at this point. I'm just going to enjoy today. I think I'm just for a say, second, I'm just going to enjoy today. And that? yeah, exactly right. I just. I can't get over how impressed I am by what the Vikings did from all standpoints. And I really, I guess I'm this impressed because, Phil, I really didn't think that this team had this in them. Like, I knew Mike could game plan, but did I really think? And also, if if you had said going into this game, Rhodes is going to get burned on an ugly touchdown. Like, he's going to basically fall down. I'd be like, okay, then they lose by 12, 7, 14 or something. And that happened, and they still won. And they gave up, by the way, they gave up 20 points to the Saints yeah. in the Superdome. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty 20 bad. points. And it's nothing. And as far as yardage, like 50 came on 
kind of a razzle dazzle play with yeah. Taysom Hill throwing a ball down that Xavier Rhodes, which the, Xavier Rhodes, if the Vikings would have lost this game, would have been the thing we talked about for 20 minutes. And we will get to Xavier Rhodes and the uh, roundabout route he took yeah. on that 50 yard pass. But this is a time for Vikings celebration. Corey in Las Vegas. What's going on, man? Now that I officially have no nails from that nail-biter of a game. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. But the defense, boys, they, yeah, they truly stepped up today. The game plan they had on Kamara and Thomas was something I didn't see coming from the way they played the last two weeks. So that was a nice surprise, but... All I gotta say is go Vikings and go to the ball. All right, man. Alvin Kamara today, twenty-one yards on seven carries with a long of five yards rushing. Yeah. How many passes did he catch? Uh, let's see here. I got it right here. Because he didn't do he didn't do a lot of damage. Receiving, today. he caught. Um, he was targeted nine times, caught eight of them, but thirty-four yards. Yeah. Which is nothing. Is it Malik Malik and Mankato? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. What's going on, man? Hey, all. I, this is one of the greatest days of my life, so <laughs> not gonna lie. So great, great week for Minnesota sports. This is my friend too, so we're, we're loving it. But I know it's the Vikings vet line, so I got one thing to vent about. Um, I think Zimmer better uh, be thankful of uh, everything Griffin called ahead <laughs> because, um, to be honest, I felt like we—I don't know why—we were playing prevent defense uh, towards the end, uh, playing to lose. Um, instead, in one, one first down, I feel like we could have won the game uh, back in that first fourth quarter. But um, I'm not going to lie. It's, I'm, I'm just so happy right now. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not moment. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, for, I don't know what Zimmer was doing uh, towards the end of the game. I, that's just kind of what I'm thinking. We all thought. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that, but I'm, I'm just so happy. Go Vikings, and that's all I got. Yeah. Right on. All Thanks, right, Malik. That's Malik and his friends in Mankato. Well, I would say this because the Vikings had a chance to put the game away late, and they wind up they wind up punting the ball away, and then the Saints come down, the Saints kick a field goal mm-hmm. uh, at the end of regulation. And I sort of chalk it up to the Vikings were caught between trying to gain yards, but also trying to make sure that they grinded the clock down and they made the Saints burn timeouts. And they also didn't fully trust Kirk Cousins in some of those second, like the second and 17 and the third and 19. You're not just going to, he's not just going to wing it into eight defenders down the field. I think the mistake they made on that drive was when it was second and 17, that's your passing down. Second and 17 is when you should pass and try and get your eight yards. They hand off to Dalvin Cook. He loses a couple yards. Now it's third and 19. They call a, pla- a pass play. He rolls out to his right, Kirk Cousins. And this might sound ridiculous, but he takes a smart sack in that spot because if he decides to throw the ball and it's intercepted and it's coming back the other way, that's a problem, maybe even a pick six. Uh, if he throws an incomplete pass, now you've just given the Saints 40 free seconds to play with on their next drive. And their timeouts are gone, basically, by that point. I think they're yeah, they have like one, one left. Yeah, they're yeah. the one at that point, if I'm not mistaken. And he took the smart sack and lived to fight another day, and then he got a chance to throw a punch later. So, yeah, that was not a meltdown. The the only thing, if they had lost this game, I, I think the only thing that we all would, would have come back to for sure to question is the name of one person. Who is Alexander Hollins and why on a key <laughs> third and eight is he the uh, recipient of what would have been a great catch, but it was a catchable ball. He dropped it. Um, that, that would have been one, but because they won, I think you can mostly look at this game plan from both sides and say it was damn good. It was really yep. good. Cousins was used ultimately, and I'm not sure if this was true in the first half, but it definitely was in the second. Ultimately, I think we can all say that Cousins was used to his strengths, which is a necessity. 
Because I'll always go back to if you just turn Kirk loose and be like, oh, Kirk, just go win this game. That's not Kirk. But if you do things right and orchestrate it right and have the components like Cook and Thielen around him, that changes things. And we can't emphasize enough how how smart and how perfect the, the deep shot to Thielen in overtime was. That's a real, real chance that you're taking there. But if you've seen Cousins play enough, you know that that's a chance that he can hit. It's it's and he his, did. It's his wheelhouse. Yeah, and it just felt like because I I said it out loud to you right as they lined up for that first down play. I said, throw it deep here. Mm-hmm. End the game right now. Throw it deep. I can confirm. And my my instincts, having watched every snap of Vikings football under Kirk Cousins the last couple of years, he's so good at play action. He's he's a great seller of the play action, and he's got two receivers that can go out and. Even if they don't necessarily win their route by five or ten yards, they can catch a pass over their shoulders. And they had run the ball at that point, I believe, 38 times. They had just been pounding and pounding and pounding 38 rushes and just felt like, man, first down here, like they have to respect it. Delvin, Delvin Cook has been a nightmare for the Saints today. They have to respect it if you show it. And you're going to get one of those dudes, either Thielen or Diggs, is going to break open and you're going to have a shot if you hit the pass. Yep. And it was just, it was a perfect play call. It was a perfect pass. It was a great catch that we come to take for granted from Adam Thielen, too. Just over the shoulder, 45, 50 yards down the field with a defender next to him. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was perfect. And it, and it, to your point, it played to Kirk Cousins' strength in the moment that mattered most. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then they almost, you know, they, they had to convert on that third down because who knows if you don't, if you don't throw that perfect pass to Kyle Rudolph and he doesn't get his feet in the back of the end zone, if you have to kick a field goal there, now Drew Brees gets to wake up and come back down How and maybe win the, the game. How does the Saints defender on that play not grab Kyle though? And just interfere with him. You've got to do something. He's bigger yeah. than Your you. Your season's over if you don't. He played that like that game was being played on September 21st. Yeah, I mean, oh no, I got beat. No, your season's over, your dude. Your season's over. Now it's probably but over if you, a throw. if you interfere in the ball. Sure. The one the season's over anyways. Well, but. Yeah, it, first down then. Yeah, six five one six four six eight two five five. Phone lines are full right now on Vikings Vent Line, but uh, we'd love to hear from you as soon as somebody drops off the line. Let's go to one of our favorites, Bob in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Bob, you son of a gun. Yeah, keep shooting that horn. I love that all day long. Now, look, I got to say something. Bob, are you in a hot tub right now? Let me turn my speaker down, all right? I think he is. Bob, are you you in a hot tub? Bob, are you in a hot tub right now? I'm drinking a heady topper and celebrating. (laughs) And I'm celebrating for a couple reasons. One, it was a great example on how the Vikings are able to use their Mount Rushmore of weapons. Cook. Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, that's how you win a game against the Saints, against a great Drew Brees, and I'll tell you what, that's how you win a Super Bowl. And speaking of Super Bowls, let's reference somebody who knew how to do that well, Joe Gibbs. My poor brother's home with the flu. He usually watches the Vikings games with me, but, you know, he couldn't watch it, couldn't watch it with me today because he got the flu. He couldn't come over. And he's a big Redskins fan. And in the fourth quarter when we had a 10-point lead, you know, he's, he's texting me. He's like, okay, it's time to go up top to Diggs or Thielen to put this game away. And I kept agreeing with him. You know, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and once we did in the fourth in overtime to Thielen, when the game is on the line, that's a page right out of Joe Kibbs' book. First and goal, then you go up top to Rudolph. Go, baby! Yeah. You like that? You like that? Football. Bob's still there. Bob's still there. Bob. Bob. 
Are you in a hot tub? Yeah, where are you? Yeah. Where you go, Bob? You like that? You like that? Come on now, it's celebration time. <laughs> you, know, you guys have to have a hot tub out in Minneapolis. It's thirty below every day, right? I mean, I'm in a hot tub right now too. I'm just not splish splashing around like Bob is. Yeah, he's being quiet. Bob, we love you. Thanks for calling. We'll talk. We'll talk to you next week after the Niners game. Yes, sir. Take it easy. All right, that is Bob Bye, in Bob. Pennsylvania, baby. Bob's gonna. Bob's gonna have a headache tomorrow. <laughs> My prediction, my prediction, so. Bob calls the, the show at 10.05 tomorrow and sounds like this. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. It's Bob. Bob. It's Bob. I don't remember yesterday. Bob, uh, I blacked out for 12 hours there, <laughs> and it was totally worth it. Let's go to Taylor in Faribault. Hey, Taylor, hey, Taylor what's going on? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Vikings advancing in the playoffs, baby. Man, what an intense game, especially at the end there. What a nail-biter that was. Wasn't it great? Oh, geez, on the edge of my seat. Um, so, hey, on on Friday, someone called into the show and uh, questioned the uh, mental toughness of this team and um, saying that they don't think they have it and that's going to be the reason they lose. And at that time, I mean, you I did that, yeah. to, you'd have to agree with it, you know. But, uh, man, after this win, if, if this isn't the big enough win to get them motivated, and momentum is probably the biggest thing in the game that's not talked about as much, but, you you tell me another team in the NFL that's got the momentum the Vikings have right now. I mean, that's uh, momentum can be kind of fleeting when you run into Titans, maybe other teams. But Titans the, got the, Titans got quite a bit. Titans are feeling pretty night. good. Yeah, yeah Titans are feeling I pretty mean, good. It, it can come back to bite you like it did last year after the Miracle Game, I suppose. Yeah, that's the thing that they like. Ideally, the players that were on the roster, and thank you for the phone call, Taylor. We appreciate it. Ideally, players who are on that roster are going to learn something from the week between the I, miracle and the Eagles. Game. Here's the difference, though. I think that this this win in its totality is more impressive than that one because you were up seventeen nothing at halftime of the 2017 playoff game against the Saints. Here, you blew that lead. You trailed. You furiously came back and won on a fluke. It was a great, it was an awesome play, but it was a fluky type of play. And you then were high as a kite off of that, but you really didn't play a great game. This defense just played a great game. Yeah. Like there's nothing about, they, yes, the, the Saints uh, drove back down the field and tied it at the end of regulation. I understand that on a field goal, but you wouldn't say in your wildest dreams, well, they collapsed. No, they didn't. They gave up a field goal and they gave up 20 points. Yeah. I would argue that this team, with the game plan that it just executed, should feel far more confident than that team because the miracle pass was a fluke. It was. Like the Saints screwed it up. It was. And Diggs caught it and said, I got to go out of bounds. Oh, wait, no, I don't have to. I'll score a touchdown. So I would actually say that this team should be far more grounded in the reality of the fact that they just, on both sides of the ball, had a game plan that astounds me, but it worked really well. Yeah, I mean, that's you bring up a really good point in that this is, uh, in the three games in this trilogy now, and all three of them are just unbelievable games. And I think the first two had hooks that made them two of the greatest games in the history of the NFL. When they're counting down games, you see the 2009 NFC Championship game in that mix, right? You see the Minneapolis Miracle is like the seventh greatest game in NFL history or uh, or greatest play or whatever. Um, I don't know if this game has like the hook, the bounty gate hook or the miracle hook, but in terms of it just being an amazing game in overtime – but the but the biggest difference is the Saints for those first two can say, well, we we beat you in the first game, mm-hmm. and we basically beat you in the second game by coming back and going up twenty one seventeen or whatever it was twenty seventeen mm-hmm. in the in the fourth quarter, and then you got lucky. This is the first of the three games in this trilogy where the Vikings can say, 
we flat beat you mm-hmm. on your turf and flustered your Hall of Fame quarterback. And it was not a fluke. Not a fluke. Nothing fluky about it. That's not a weird win. That, that's an impressive win. Yeah, the Saints almost had their own miracle there. The Dalvin Cook fumble, his knee was down, and they scored that defensive touchdown. And if, and if that Ooh. knee go, goes on to a Saints player's midsection, that's a fumble and touchdown. It is. Uh, and then the Vikings get the ball back, and we see what happens. But By sure. the way, you're listening. Just want to get this out of the way quick. You're listening to uh, Score North here on AM 1500 KSTP, Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's Vikings Vent Line with Mackie and Judd. And uh, if you're new to Score North or new to Vikings Vetline, you can find all kinds of great stuff like this all day long on Score North tomorrow, starting with Vikings Vetline at 10 a.m., Score North Live with Rami at noon, Purple Daily with Matthew Collar, joined by Sage Rosenfels. He's joined by Alex Boone twice a week, Courtney Cronin, Judd Zolgad, part of that show, and then Mackie and Judd with Rami from 4 to 6. And uh, I got a feeling we're going to be talking... Pretty much exclusively Vikings and 49ers the entire week we think? now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have uh, no open phone lines right now, but as soon as someone makes their point and drops off, the numbers are 651-646-8255. And we're going to keep going here with uh, Vikings Vent Line late into the afternoon. Let's go to Jeff in St. Louis Park. You're up next, Jeff. Uh, hi, just uh, got on, so forgive me if someone has already used this, but who that be going to beat them Saints? We that be going to beat them Saints. Oh. I have, uh, there's so many things I want to say, but I don't want to like take up too much of your time. So I'll get two things real quick. First off, Adam Thielen, way to bounce back from struggles early on and to have just an absolutely huge game and really set us up for the game-winning touchdown. The second point I just want to make is that it's already driving me nuts. This is my vent. It's already driving me nuts that – the national media is because they were so they so wanted it to be Drew Brees and Drew, Drew Brees it was you know always his swan song. They're already put, put, put a sh- pushing the narrative out there that Kyle Rudolph pushed off, and I just think that's ridiculous. Are they really? That play, there is no offensive pass interference there. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. that. I, I mean, <laughs> not going to call. There, that and either. by the way, like on that play, if there's a little hand fighting on that play, yeah. deal with it, man. Do you make a play. If you're the defender, make a play there. That was, it was a perfect pass. Yeah, I know that. Perfect pass. And you could have, by the way, you had the play before, or three plays earlier, I guess, where you didn't have to allow Kirk Cousins to step up and throw a dime 45 yards down the field. Like, you sealed your fate defensively when you give up that play. So, I don't want to hear that, Jeff, in St. Louis Park. Agreed. School Vikings, baby. Right on. See you, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's... That's not okay. That that is yeah. That's going to ha- happen every time on that play. That's if that's, that, if that's a narrative. That's, that's not why. That's not why the Saints lost. The Saints did not get screwed. To be clear, last year against the Rams, they did. Yeah. This year in this playoff game, they did not. We don't usually do this, but we love Josh in Grand Forks. He's calling again. Josh, you're so excited. You're calling again on Vikings Bet Line. I'm sorry. I know there's other people you need to talk to, but I just wanted to point out a couple facts. Um. Offensive line played really great. Griffin and Hunter changed the dynamic of the game. Yep. And not only that, putting him from the outside to the inside, yep. like Drew Brees didn't even know what to do. It was amazing. Like, great coach call. Because, like, literally, we always struggled on the inside pressure. Well, what do you do? Well, fine. Put the best rushes you have on the inside. Great. Love it. And you just say... Um, and this is for sports dad. How do we keep Stefanski with the Vikings? He's been there since 2006. 
Why would you want to leave? You got everything you want right now. You got literally the high-powered offense, everything you want. All the tools are there, and you can keep doing it as an offensive coordinator. But, Why would hey, you want Josh, to leave? Josh, he, he is about to, and I think he sealed his fate in a good way today, get a head coaching job. Yeah, I mean, you think someone's not going to hire that guy now? He'll make They're he'll, gonna he'll make seven figures, and a lot of it's yeah, too it's ego. But, but like, is I know. It about if it's about the money, then I don't respect him as much. If it's about actually winning games, it's about opportunity, which I thought it was with him because he's always so you know level headed with yeah. all his interviews. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to money, Josh. Thank then, you, thank you for the phone call. Um, I'm not gonna. This is the thing. Like, I'm not gonna blame a guy for it's a head coaching getting job. getting an opportunity, one of 32 it's, opportunities. It's in the a world head coaching head job. Yeah. Also, also, if you you heard what um, I believe it was Joe Buck talked about early in today's telecast after they met with uh, Zim on probably Friday or Saturday, Mike Zimmer flat out told them the best hire I have made since I got this job in 2014 was Gary Kubiak. Okay, as long as Gary stays. Don't panic. It's yeah. going to be okay. Kevin's done a great job of calling plays, but what you're seeing executed also is Gary's offense. So if Gary stays, don't panic. Kevin will leave. Kevin should leave. Take a job. Gary stays. The offensive game plan basically remains the same. I think there was probably a lot of people in the first half at portions, and maybe even in the third quarter, that were saying different things about Kevin Stefanski and play calling and well, and Kirk Cousins, you know, Kirk Cousins. Think about Kirk Cousins at the first half. That's why you got to let the uh, the game play out. By the way, Brewdub seventeen tweets into the show here. You can tweet at us. I'm at Phil Mackey on both Twitter and Instagram. He's at Jay Zolgat on Twitter, and then at Score North. And Brewdub seventeen tweets in. I'm trying to call, but the lines are busy. Read my tweet and give me a there you go, Brudeb. It's that easy? Keep trying to call. All right. Yeah, if you tweet us and want a want a Vikings, if you call, just want a brew, we'll play the brew for you. <laughs> we will. Linda in Wyoming. Linda. Linda, what's happening? <laughs> well, guys, this is something I haven't done a lot with with, with Mike Zimmer, but hats off. I thought the game plan he came up with, you know, moving uh, Hunter and. Griffin inside was outstanding. Nobody had talked about that all week. I don't think anybody had thought about it. I don't know what he did with Rhodes, but my gosh, he looked like <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Let's not drug test him, but um, <laughs> you know that way. So, I, and I think he had a great, great game plan. Um, what I've decided about Kirk Cousins is in the second half. You know, the Vikes had the lead. They come out, and I think they tend to get a little conservative. I think Mike likes, let's run, let's run the clock, let's get the running game going, you know, let's, let's see if we can't hang on to this lead. And I think Stefanski knows that. And so his play calling gets conservative. And after the uh, Vikings lost to the Bears, and then I think they won- the next game was the Giants, I called and I said, you know, the play calling changed. It went from let's not let's 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 stop calling the game not to lose and let's start giving calling the game for Kirk to win. And I think when he go into the shell, Stefanski does somewhat like that. He goes into that shell and it's like they're calling the game for let's not lose and it puts you know, we had second and seventeen and all of those kinds of things. They got to overtime, and it's like, okay, we're going to call, just like we do at the beginning of the game, we're going to call this game to win it. Yeah. And when you do that, Kirk can hit those. I mean, he has a fantastic touch with it. 
and I think it changes his confidence and his outlook. And I, you know, I, I just think you got to be aggressive the whole game plan. If I had to make it one, any, you know, one criticism that way, but uh, uh, no, I thought on the whole, the um, attitude, the, you know, what what the Vikings did, how the coaches called it, I was exceptionally pleased and surprised and uh, that's like I say I don't say many positive things about this coaching staff I I will this time I think they did a great job so thanks guys and congratulations Phil right on All right, thank you Linda (laughs) appreciate it thanks Linda bye bye I can't tell if she's talking about me getting married or calling the Adam Thielen deep ball but either way we'll uh doesn't matter. I'll take it. <laughs> both congratulations. Thank you. Both good. Uh, um, so just back to the, cause she brings up some good points when, when, when they're just sort of loosey goosey trying to score points and they're calling plays to score touchdowns. The Vikings have a really, really good offense and I get caught a little bit too, much like the coaches did today. You don't want to just throw the ball and have incomplete passes, leave the Saints with four minutes on the clock. So they, they got caught at the end of the fourth quarter between yeah, we'd love to chunk some yards off here, but at the same time, you've got to run some clock and burn, you know, make them burn some timeouts. And, and, and it's, it's that second and 17. Like, if you're going to throw a pass on that drive, second and 17 was the time to do it. Right. Where they might think you're running a play action probably works pretty well on second 17. That's my only real nitpick at the end of the game. But sometimes you just have to, that's the Saints defense is also, they've got their moments too. I mean, they're, so it's, it wasn't like, it wasn't like you were just going to carve them in that situation when, uh, when you're not like you're you're trying to protect a lead in that spot late in the fourth quarter, you're not trying to just go guns a blazing down the field because that's when an interception happens. That's when a fumble happens. So I, it was tough. I get it, but they came out fine in overtime. And also, I think the problem is this: so Cook in the first half establishes himself and does a great job, right? And then the Saints adjust to that and they slow him. But I think the philosophy from an offensive play calling standpoint is well, we can't abandon him, so he's going to get stopped more. But we have to keep going to him yeah. to set up the plays that ultimately are going to be successful. So I think what, what we saw was first two quarters, Dalvin came out and was fantastic. And you're like, oh, man, he's going to have this huge day. Saints adjust at halftime, and they slow him way more. But the Vikings don't say, okay, we're done there. They say we, we still have to utilize him as a potential threat. And so it gets harder to make plays. But but ultimately, by sticking with the threat that Cook is going to continue to get the ball, it sets up the play like the Thielen play, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So it becomes harder to do things, but if you abandon what was successful and the Saints are like, okay, cool, you're done with that, it plays into what ultimately the Saints are trying to stop. Yeah. six five one six four six eight two five five for when callers drop off the line here. Let's see who's been holding the longest. Looks like Parker in Cincinnati. You're on vent line with Phil Mackey and Judd Zilgad. Hey, what's up, guys? So I'm just like, I'm just calling. I was just a little confused. Like, I thought this was supposed to be like, you know, 50 points from the Saints. I mean, that's what all the experts are saying, right? I mean, like, you know, the worst, the worst uh, game of wild card weekend. I mean, you might as well just give the Lombardi to Drew anyway. But just crazy game. Honestly, the New Orleans Saints, they look past us. And it, unfortunately for them, we're moving on and they're one and done. And just a crazy game. And I just love how Kirk Cousins hung in there, Adam Thielen, crazy throw. And I'm kind of just too jacked up to talk right now. I'm already on, like, my second Bud Light. But you guys have a good day. <laughs> Keep powder, right Parker. Be safe. Thank you. <laughs> Two Bud Lights in. Be careful. Boy, you yeah, you don't want to get too crazy on a Sunday here, all right? You, you Two Bud Lights. Tweet? Collar just tweeted. Or he did tweet. A Saints employee is bawling next to me in the press box, and this is awkward. 
Collar tweeted 43 minutes ago he was sitting next to a Saints employee who was crying in the what? press box. And this is awkward. <laughs> I wonder if he said, can I give you a hug? It's going to be okay. I don't think Collar's the touchiest it's just a, guy. No, he's not. Spot. It's just football season. Just like, just like some PR person. I guess. Like their life is over. I guess. Hey, okay. listen, when the injury report came out on Friday, I really thought that they, the, the Vikings were cooked. I Me really too. Did. I thought you'd have to I'm score so, 40 points. I'm, you know, yeah. There's no way I can't, this, I'm super impressed here, but there's no way that I would tell you if Alexander and Hughes weren't out for this game, I thought the Vikings had a chance. I thought to myself, it's going to be closer because we all, we all corrected so far to it's going to be a blowout. But when that injury report came out on Friday afternoon at some point, I thought, no way. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you held that offense that's been averaging 34 points per game the last two months. In fact, in, yeah. in, in six of the last seven games, they've scored 34 points or more. Their lowest scoring game in the last two months is like a 26 point output, but they've been, they've been scoring 35 to 40 points or more in basically all of their games the last two months. And you were missing two key cornerbacks from your rotation mm-hmm. and you do that. You mm-hmm. do that to them today. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievable. It took, it took them using a Swiss army knife trick playmaster, uh, the, you know, and not to take credit away from Taysom Hill. I think any team in the NFL would, the Vikings had one of those 10 years ago, Joe Webb or eight years ago. You, you kind of look back at the way that the Vikings used Joe Webb or didn't use Joe Webb and the way that the Saints use a guy like Taysom Hill and you think, Oh, that's innovation right there. But they needed a guy like that in order to score as many points as they did today. Credit to the Vikings defense. Let's go to Kurt in Minneapolis. You're on Ventline, Kurt. Mackie, Judd, love your show. Can you hear me okay? We got you, Kurt. Loud and clear, man. Thank you. You know, it it kind of indicates the Zimmer game plan, the run, 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 and then Cousins as well today. Those two, you know, very patient parts of the game where you run, 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 and you knew it's the only chance that you had today is if you could run the ball and you'd know early we ran it. Um and for all the criticism of Kirk Cousins, which there are many, I mean, I wish he was a more mobile quarterback at time and could do some things. You always knew he was accurate, and man, he is accurate. And I'm here with my friend Kurt A. and Levin Kurt A. Hello. <laughs> and I want to tell you that I didn't have But I knew if we did put all those phases of the game together, which we just haven't enough this year, yep. and we've got feeling back. I woke up this morning with a little bit of hope. I put on my Viking socks, my Vikings underwear, and my Vikings hat. And I'm just missing Manning a little bit right now on the the, the show here. I wonder what you'd have to say. I think you'd do really well here. What do you think of my Manning invitation? Uh, it's, it's not low enough. Yeah, you got to go a little more to the baritone. A little bit more. A little more baritone. You're trying hard. It's yeah. just that he's got it. <laughs> Kurt, See you, Kurt, thanks for the phone call, man. Let's go to uh, Jonathan in New Jersey. You're on Vikings Met Line, Jonathan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good. John, John I was the guy who tweeted you uh, yesterday the picture of the Vikings-Giants program from oh, uh, 1995. Ward yeah. Moon, a quarterback. That was awesome. Wow. Vince yeah, Glenn, uh, a cornerback. I'm, I'm shocked that I uh, stumped Manny with that. Manny was quick to say that, that was the 97 wild card. I said, you know, I said Manny, you got to look at who the quarterback was. Yep. Uh, I was actually at that 97 wild card game as well as 93 when Jim McMahon played. Uh, so I've seen, I've been around this team for a long, following this team for a long time. 
This win today, after that fumble, was like the fourth play of the game. I'm like, deja vu, here we go again. This is going to be ugly. But the way that team stuck together today, I don't want to hear another word this week about Kevin Stefanski. This, this is Mike Zimmer's team. I think he's proven now that this guy, I mean, you got, you were down two cornerbacks and lost Xavier Rhodes today at some point. Yep. And just the fact that he was able to, to design something, and this guy has proven that he can just develop and coach up talent. I mean, Anthony Harris, uh, to quote Randy and Kyle, that guy is a stud. I mean, just uh, uh, very exciting. I, I think this team, uh, I mean, I'm getting way ahead of myself right now. I'm a little, uh, you know, on cloud nine. I think this team really has a legit path now to uh, possibly the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. who, how can they, how can you captain out against San Francisco next week? I mean, so, anyways, just wanted to uh, call in. Share my excitement and very happy for Kirk and Zim. So right on, Jonathan. Yeah. That's a great phone call, man. Thank you, and uh, keep calling back. We're getting more tweets in here too. This is just super fun. Judd Zolgad, Phil Mack. You can tweet at us. We follow social media pretty much twenty four seven. I'm I'm at Phil Mackey on Twitter and Instagram. He's Jay Zolgad on Twitter, and Eric tweets into the show. Can't wait to see the YouTube videos on this one. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/scorenorth. Uh, can't wait to see, you, to see the YouTube videos on this one. At work at MSP Airport and passengers are throwing up the school chants from their seats. Of course, I throw it back at them. The atmosphere here <laughs> is amazing at the airport. Can I get a school horn? <laughs> Give him a double. Oh, man. Give him a double? Give him a double. Right, Why we'll not? Give, we'll give him a double. And... You like that? You like that? Andy, you like that. Very nice. Go back to the vet lines here. Game, man. I can't get over it was so how, much fun. how fun that game was. It was amazing. Like <laughs> it, it would have just been such a buzzkill if the season ended with them getting drubbed in New Orleans, exactly. and then you know, I mean, there would have, there's still a million fun things to talk about, even if and when they lose in the playoffs. The future. Yeah, but of, we got a great game. Got a great game, and the possibility of them going in if they did that to Drew Brees, I'm not going to expect. I, I don't think you just. I don't think you just automatically flustered Jimmy Garoppolo because you flustered Drew Brees. Every game stands on its own merits. But the fact that you did that to Drew Brees today, anything is possible. Anything is possible. It is It is not likely that they win all of these road games, but they can win any of these road games, yeah. if that makes After sense. After today, yeah. That, that does make sense. Let's go to Josh in Minneapolis. Josh, you are on Vikings Ventline. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I was in there three weeks ago about and uh, really excited today, as you guys can imagine. Hey, Phil, I want to say congratulations to you. I am on a trip up north. My boys are throwing me a bachelor party. I'm having twins in just a month. Wow, and, dude. Hey, my, so my comment to you guys right now is I want to get a sense from you. Kirk Cousins, okay, loses all these Monday night football games. He just won the biggest game of his career. Does this change his psyche? This is a handsome guy that, honestly, could win <laughs> Six, seven more Super Bowls. I want to get a sense from you. Does this turn this around for him? And do we start winning Super Bowls one after the other because of this? Have a good one. Josh, congratulations. Oh my gosh. Um, First of all, I love that, like, I love that of all the things he just listed, like, Kirk Cousins being handsome is the, oh, Kirk is the key ingredient guy. there. That's the greatest. Yeah. That is the greatest. Um, it does, on the psyche thing? It could change it a bit. Yeah. That's, yes, a, it could. that's a conversation all week. I mean, yes, it could. Think about this. You know, so Kirk Cousins, his job is football player. He is a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been doing this job. He studied that job in college, mm-hmm. and he's been a professional uh, out in the workforce as a quarterback for the last eight years, five as a starter and three as a backup, right? Something like that. Yep. And uh, he's been building up some reference points in some of the easier games, but he's just had a hard time. He's had a, he's had a sticking point with 
a couple really important things, right? He just he gets too flustered in big games. Yep. And you can apply this to any of your jobs out there as listeners or you and I, the first time you and I ever stepped in front of a microphone. Like now you and I can blab for better or worse for hours a day, right? But when like the first time Sometimes I ever stepped worse. in front of a microphone, it was like, oh my God, I don't like, I don't, I can't form words. It's hard. Building up reference points, like every time something new, you reach a new level or you, or you reach a new yep. uh, peak of some kind, yep. I think you file that away in your head. So I'm not saying it guarantees that Kirk is going to be Mr. Moneybags in these big games now, but this win today and that throw in the fourth quarter, both of them to end the game, give him a better chance to feel calm and confident in future well, situations that are like that. But he was also used correctly. Like that pass was the correct pass. It, it would be like if the first time you stepped in front of a microphone, Phil, somebody had said, I want you to take the side of the Republican Party. <laughs> You've been like, what? No, I'm talking sports here. Like, no. Sure. I want you to talk politics. You'd be like, I got no idea what you're talking about. Like, I'm going to stink. So that's why I've always come back to. If the if the elements are around Kirk are correct, not saying he's going to be successful for sure, but it gives him a shot. I love the fact that on that play they said, okay, this might run uh, counter to what ordinarily quarterbacks are really good at, but we're going to go deep because you're good at that. And we know that you've got a touch. And the pass might not have been perfect, but it was close. Yeah. And Thielen makes a great catch. So I think the the elements of today's game – to me, where credit has to be spread around is game plan, coaching staff. And also, it probably helps, especially with, with a guy like Kirk, that ultimately that game started with zero pressure. No one expected them to win. Nobody. Everybody based. If, if you were Zim selling, selling your team on this game, which I think he did a lot this week, the sales point's really simple. You got no chance. Right. Like, like nobody's saying you're going to go in and Kirk, you and Drew Brees are going to go head to, to head. But in fact, what makes Mike good is he basically, at least inwardly, probably thought, I'll stop Brees with my guys. You've got no pressure. Can you succeed? But in I, the second half, you got to give him credit. He did. I think from a storyline perspective, you're right. I think the majority of the pressure was off in terms of, hey, no one really expects you to win this game. All the talking heads are picking the Saints. It's a really, it's, it's a way to free your guys up. But I think if you just, if you, if you put yourself in Kirk Cousins cleats and inside of his helmet, mm -hmm. I think he feels pressure in these. I don't think because Mike Zimmer told, I don't think because experts picked the Saints and Mike Zimmer said, Hey, no one believes in us. I don't think all of a sudden he walks into that stadium today and feels like, whew. Well, thank God. This is, this is just a right. preseason game. I think he felt pressure and overcame it in that game. And if you watch the just some of his body language in the first half too, he just yeah, the first he looked half rattled in the first half. He, he looked as rattled as he would in any other Monday night or Sunday night situation. Yep. And he overcame it for really the first time. It's like the first time he's it's his first playoff win. No, it's, I'm not trying to downgrade it. It's impressive. I, I just think that there were some things that that around him were allowed to be put into a situation to help him succeed. And then good for him, he did. I'm not discrediting him one bit. Yeah. But the first half you did say to yourself, oh, this doesn't look that good. And yet they maintained and kept going. And defensively, you know, you held the Saints to 20 points. I keep coming back to that. You went into their stadium. It still breeze. Didn't, he didn't look good, but partially because you played him so tough and so well. And you held those guys to 20 points. Yeah. I told you last week, if they hold, if they hold the Saints to, tw to 20 points, it is Mike Zimmer's single greatest coaching job that we've ever seen defensively. Yeah. And yeah. it is. It's, uh, 
What an amazing game today. 651-646-8255. Let's go back to the vent lines here. Alex, Alex in Kenosha, you are on Vikings vent line. Hey, guys, what's up? Um, I'm actually going to be your uh, listener or caller in for uh, Write That Down on, on Wednesday. So oh, you're oh you're coming in Wednesday to throw some yeah. write that down weight around. Nice, Alex. Yeah, man. Look forward to it. I'm well, well, the muscle for uh, some some good predictions. Hopefully here. you're better than we are because we're generally pretty terrible um, at write that down. Well, we, we showed that last week. So I've got a quick couple quick things to say. Um, first of all, I put a pretty big uh, bet on a parlay between the Vikings to cover and LSU to cover. So uh, and then I doubled down and put a bet on the Vikings to win outright because I'm like, you know what, let's let's go here. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Nice. And then. Uh, you know, I think this was a good example of a time for Stefanski and Cousins to kind of – this was Stefanski's first game calling plays in a playoff game. So I think this was big to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have a 10-point lead, learn how to kind of, uh, you know, hey, man, we gave up a 10-point t- lead and, and, and had to go to overtime and find a way to win. Um, and Cousins had to overcome some things and, and get it done, and he did. Um, and then on the other hand, I think uh, i just like to say Taysom Hill. I mean, honestly, you're taking Drew Brees off. Sean Payton's so arrogant. Taysom Hill's a decent athlete, but you're taking Drew Brees off the field to get your biggest play of the game. Taysom Hill, I mean, go go home, Sean Payton, and take your L with Taysom Hill and Drew Brees and goodbye. And and the Vikings are moving on, and and you know what? We're going to be road dogs in San Francisco, and I can't wait to see what Zimmer draws up this week. So thanks, guys, and Skull Vikings. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Alex and Kenosha. See you on Friday. Uh, Wednesday now. Or Wednesday. Red oh, that that's down. right. Red Wednesday. that down on Wednesdays. That's right. We're moving the segment. Uh, Mikey and Jeb with Rami's write that down. Did Five you see this Wednesday tweet? Time. Did you see the, the the tweet from Greg Doyle, who I believe is a columnist at the yeah. Indianapolis Dude, he, paper? He tweeted it during the game. Nobody has, it's the dumbest tweet I've ever seen. Nobody has worse luck in the in playoffs than the Saints. And the converse is true. Nobody has more luck than the Vikings. No, nah, dude. Um, That's absurd. Greg, you might want to look up beyond the 2017 game, the Vikings history in the playoffs, okay? Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> worse luck? That's absurd. Should we talk about 75? Should we talk about 98? Should we talk about 2009? Should we talk about 2015? Literally the only lucky thing that's ever happened to them in the playoffs is the Minneapolis Miracle. And I get that that was very lucky, and it was amazing. But yeah, um, that's one of the dumbest tweets. Still, that's ridiculous. Let's go to David in Minneapolis. You're on Ventline. Hey, good afternoon. Um, Actually, oh, phone connection rough there. We'll put you on hold, and uh, we'll come back to you a little bit later. Then. Let's go to our guy, uh, Brian at Bunny's. Brian, Brian, what's, what's up, up man? Hey, boys, what's up? <laughs> Not much. Just Vikings a heck win, of a football baby. game. Hey, uh, Mackie. Yo. Congratulations on your nuptials. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, I was just, I was totally impressed. I had a total feeling we'd win this game, but I was worried because we weren't using the play action at all. And that that made me a little scared. But and then the fact that we didn't use the play action and then didn't go deep until the fourth quarter to that pass on Thielen, which it was so there every flip in time. Yep. I didn't understand it. You know, I mean, it's just they were. I don't know the D backs. I mean, Diggs was there for the taking the whole time. Yeah, he told him and about I think that. That's why he was. That's <laughs> why I think he was getting so upset because he had everything open and Cousins wasn't seeing that. So, by me, I just I have a great feeling going into San Fran because I don't think I mean we can defense their run, and I don't think their receivers are that great. I mean, I just that's just me. So I I have a great feeling of going to the Super Bowl on this. Hmm. 
All right, Brian, talk to you. I See mean, you bunnies. it's, it's, uh, it's entirely on the table. Well, it's here, on the table. Here's the thing. If the Niners defense has had time to recover during the week off and can be a semblance of what they were for basically the first half of the season, then they're going to be incredibly tough. If they're the team that was giving up points left and right for the last month or so, you can score on them. Yeah. And their offense, I don't think their offense scares you. The the team, the thing about that team that scared me when I saw them into November probably was that defense. It was lights out. It was fantastic. But it got hurt. It got banged up. I, I think there was a game with about three games left in the regular season. There was one where they had something like five starters out. And they were giving up 40 points. Yeah. And, and so if we're talking about a team that's still banged up and is ripe to, ripe to give up at home, let's say 27 to 30 points, you got a shot. You've got a shot. And your defense today, man, where, where do we land now in the conversation of the Vikings defense? Because it's back to the, that, that game was one of the greatest of the Mike Zimmer era, one of the greatest defensive here's performances the they put up. Here's the, the weird thing about this conversation. 2017 NFC Divisional Playoff game here against the Saints. It was the second half of that game where that defense started to show some problems. Yeah. Peyton found something. Breeze found something. Saints come back, ultimately lose. But that was the first game where we said, whoa. And then, then they go to the Eagles to play in the conference title game and they get lit up. Absolutely. And after that, the defense wasn't bad, but there were games where you said to yourself, this doesn't look the same. This is the greatest, so this is probably the greatest single game this defense has put together since before the second half of that 2017 divisional playoff game. Yeah. It was that good. It was. It was, I mean, and it was as bad as the Eagles NFC Championship game defensive performance was, and as much as that is the smudge on Mike Zimmer's resume, this might be his best painting. No, I think it is. I think it is his best single painting. Let's go to... Sam in Milwaukee, you're on Vikings Vent Line, Mackie and Judd edition. Hey guys, long time listener, first time caller. Awesome, Thanks man. For Thanks for calling, on. Sam. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Man, does it feel great to stick it to the Saints in their own building. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fun watching a win. It's even more fun watching it happen in New Orleans. Um, two quick things. Mm-hmm. One, with a whole bunch of talk going into the week about the officiating crew and it was very favorable to the Saints and they had like a, I want to say it was 13 and one record. How terrified were you at the end of the game that they were going to hit Rudy with an OPI? <laughs> it never crossed my mind until a caller brought it up and said that there's Saint, that Saints fans are talking. That's about a battle it. in the corner of the end zone too. There though, man, that would have been a tough one to throw a flag on. I think. I'm, I'm glad they didn't. I just I couldn't help but sit there and bite my nails, hoping please don't sure. throw it. Please don't throw it. Um, and then just <laughs> one other quick thing. Yeah, I got to say I was really impressed with how a lot of the backups in the secondary played. I mean, Rose got cooked on that one, but other than that, I didn't think he played too terribly. And when I saw that Mac and Hughes were going to be out, I pretty much thought the game was over, and I was very surprised at how well they played. Sam, I'm with you completely. I thought the same exact thing. I said up until the report came out that those two guys were not going to play, I said I think the Vikings have a decent chance here, that, that we've all, including me at that time, had decided that they were dead for sure. And then I've told this... It was Monday into Tuesday, I believe. I had this blurry dream. I'm not kidding you guys. I had this blurry dream, and the Vikings had won. Martin Luther Zolgad over here. Now, the only weird thing is, in the dream, Bailey was 
going off the field celebrating. So my assumption was that they had won on a field goal. But I'm completely with you. Once I saw that that the two cornerbacks who are absolutely important weren't going to play, I thought, they're sunk. No way. But the dream turned out to be true. Slightly blurry, but true. They won. Sam, th- thanks for being a thanks, first-time Sam. caller, man. Don't make it your last. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being Call again tomorrow. All right. Let's go. Uh, this is great. We've uh, just gone over an hour here on Ventline, and we're going to keep it live here because this is one of the biggest Vikings wins in recent history. This is, Minneapolis miracle is still number one in the Mike Zimmer era. But the way, like, there's nothing fluky about this. This is more impressive, though. It is. This is the, this is, in Mike's time as head coach, I think this is the most solid you can sink your teeth into and say, wow, that was a great game plan win. Playoff win. Yeah. Don't you? Um, yeah, I don't disagree. Seattle, you lost the Saints game and, and then, but I, I just love the, the fact that we started talking about the decaying of this defense, uh, three years back now, essentially. And now, for the first time since that conversation, we're talking about, whoa. And you did it without two basically key one starting cornerback. No. Alexander is your nickel corner. He's a starter. He's not a, he's not a backup. He and is by the a way, starter. And Hughes is like, he rotates he, in. He's better than Rhodes and he probably, he, Hughes probably would have been the one to play the rest of the game after Rhodes got turned around yeah. nine and times. Holton on Hill, and Holton Hill came in and must have played pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. 651-646-8255. We're still full here. An hour into Vikings vent line with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. And just a reminder too, if you don't already have it, we have a free mobile app. It's just the Score North app anywhere you find your apps in the Apple store or the uh, Google Play store for Androids. So give it a download and a few great benefits when you have the Scornorth app. Number one, you can listen live from anywhere to Scornorth shows throughout uh, the course of the day. And like Viking Fetline, for instance, Purple Daily with Matthew Collar, Mackie and Jeb with Rami. You can listen to all of our podcasts and also you can read all of our articles and we reward you for listening live. And we have frequently have things we're going to, we, we plan to have, uh, Trips that we're going to give away to Minnesota sports fans this year. So to 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 get in on this stuff, you have to have the Score North app, and we appreciate everyone who has downloaded it to this point. Let's go to Tom in Columbia Heights. Tom, what's hey. going on, man? Uh, not too much, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Phil, congratulations on the recent wedding. Thanks, dude. Uh, I I just wanted to say honestly. This this was the best defensive performance of the season to hold. And you guys said it. You both said it last week. If you can hold the Saints to twenty twenty four points, you, you're rock stars. So I think honestly, I think uh, Zimmer should have a five year contract extension waiting for him when he gets off the flight. Would you do that, Judd? Right now, a five year five year extension, extension right now. So, someone asked if I would he still trade a second round. There too. Spielman too. Yeah, why not? So somebody somebody just tweeted wow. at me like 30 minutes ago. Tom, thank you for that's a great Good question. Um, someone tweeted at me. Would you still take a second round pick for Mike Zimmer? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just let this game. I was going to say, can we enjoy this game? <laughs> can we not answer questions about three years down the road? Can we just enjoy the fact that they uh, they actually went in the Superdome and won this game? Yeah, I don't want. I, I mean, the, the the Zimmer Cowboy stuff was a lot of fun. Yeah, I saw one of the national guys kind of squashed. I think it was Chris Mortensen this morning. Basically said, according to his sources, 
even if there was an opportunity for Mike Zimmer to go to, I'm guessing he talked to Zimmer. Even if there was an opportunity, Mike Zimmer doesn't really feel the need to go back to Dallas. He's like through Chris Mortensen's yeah. sources, 13 years as an assistant in Dallas were good enough for him. So that that's just another. Another another reason to put that conversation to bed, as much fun as it's been to talk about that all week. Let's go to to, to New York here, where Dave is on the line, on Vikings Vent Line. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Hey, what a great game. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, I've been a fan since 75, and let me tell you, this, this ranks up there with one of the best, inc- most incredible playoff victories. I, I feel better about this game than I did two years ago. Two years ago, yep. like you guys were just talking about, I mean, we kind of won, we got a little bit lucky, and we beat this team today. I mean, it was close, but we beat this team, and we held Michael Thomas seven catches to seven, 70 yards with a depleted uh, secondary, which is just incredible. And now you saw Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison were, were both looking really good. And, of course, Thielen looks like he's he's back, so now our offense is back. And, you know, I, the things can be really different for this team now. And I'm excited. But, you know, again, this, I, I'm telling you, man, this, this was really something. And that defensive performance, you guys have already hit upon it, the best of the year, clearly. Easily. Yeah. Anyway, I'll turn it over to you guys. Easily, awesome, Dave. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Dave. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's not even close, right? No, it's, there's, it not, there's nothing that comes close to, to this as far as, and, and you knew that Mike would come up with wrinkles defensively. What you didn't know was just how how many he would. And I'll start with playing Hunter and Griffin inside yeah. was genius. Was that Because the one thing I kept coming back to beyond how are you going to stop Michael Thomas, Phil, was how are you going to pressure Breeze, and more importantly than pressure him, fluster him. Mm-hmm. Like what's going to throw him off? And I kept thinking, I have no clue. And you came up with... with the one thing. And when Daniil Hunter ragdolls you, literally picks you up like like he got you at a toy store and spikes you down and causes a, a fumble after Taysom Hill has raced 28 yards to your 20, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Someone tweets into the show here. Let's see. Uh, MN Sports says, got to give Rhodes some credit. He made one mistake today, a big one. Uh, but he played great. Otherwise, 49ers tight end fullback and running attack are the next focus. They look, uh, they took Kamara out of the game today. That was huge. And, I, you know, Rhodes, Rhodes did have a couple big plays. The, the, the getting torched for 50 yards and then getting into a fight with Harrison Smith on the sidelines yeah. is tough to just look past. Again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, it kind of is what it is. He's, he's going to get torched. He's not that good anymore. He's mm-hmm. going to get torched mm-hmm. and they're going to have to use him because. Mike Hughes is out for the season. Mackenzie Alexander, we'll see what his status is for next week, but. Oh, yeah, he's going to have to play. In some form. Played hurt, too. Yeah. Let's go to, uh, David in Minneapolis. You're on Ventline. Hey, good afternoon. Um, I was just going to say that with, uh, Hunter and Griffin, it felt like they, you know, they played this amazing game. And if, if, um, Griffin's going to go out, it felt like as, as a Viking, it felt like he was going to play his best game of the season. He was amazing today. Um, offensively, it was, it was great. Their top, all of their top offensive players had a hand in the win. Um, the only thing that's at times it kind of frustrates me is um, how they they can be super conservative and then they go kind of like over the top. Like we're, it's, I think they're going to run the Philly special again, and they they got to tell Diggs to throw that ball out of bounds instead of holding on to it. Um, and then they there was one time where they had the the more linemen off to the you know, one side and an unbalanced attack, and then they ran ran the other way and absolutely got stuffed. So 
I, I, I don't mind them being aggressive, but like just sometimes they go over the top aggressive, and I don't like that. Um, and I think this is just the the um, the knockout in New Orleans is just the first leg of Ghost Tour of playoff pass. So. Onward. Ooh, yeah, I mean that's right, that's, that's kind, it's kind of lining up that way. It's lining, it's actually lining up like the, you know the, that 1987 run where, where they beat the Saints, they shocked them, and then they went and played uh, San Fran in Candlestick Park in that game and blew them out. Yeah, they got Joe Montana benched in that game. Crazy, Joe Montana. I believe they got Drew Brees benched in this time. game for Taysom Hill. Yeah, they basically did. <laughs> well, you know what? You could make a very weird case that that after Taysom Hill took the ball to the Vikings twenty. That you might have wanted to keep Taysom Hill in there for another snap or two. Because it was on the ensuing play that the Breeze fumbled. And Breeze, look, you tell me, beyond the touchdown pass that he threw to Taysom Hill where Smith clearly got goofed up in coverage, yeah. you tell me today, what point in time did you look at Breeze and think, okay, this is starting to look like Drew Breeze? No. I can't didn't. give you any time that Drew Breeze looked like Drew Breeze. I was expecting him to just go bonkers and score two touchdowns in a six minute stretch or something at some point. And it just didn't happen. He just looked uncomfortable. The Vikings got to him. Daniel Hunter flustered him a number of times, and it was a combination of great individual defensive performances up front, but also just great scheme and 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 trickery. And I think it also probably makes it a lot tougher if you're San Francisco now. San Francisco has probably been doing some prep on both teams, and the Vikings' defense has been kind of mediocre. And then after watching that performance and seeing all the different little things, three safety looks over here. Yep, uh, you've got uh, you've got edge rushers inside. It's, there's just a lot of things that you probably have to prepare for now and Jimmy Garoppolo is not nearly as equipped to handle those things as Drew Brees. How did Anthony Barr being on Thomas at different times actually work? Um, I'd love to know that. I don't know. Once people watch the film, I'd love to know because there were pe- there were receptions that that Michael Thomas made where it was very clear that Barr was on him, essentially. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Let's go to... Can you tell I'm surprised? Let's see here. Oh, I mean, I think... My every, voice raged I eight think, octaves. I think everyone's Works. like a combination of... like All the fans you've called so far and everyone we're interacting with on social media, it's like this combination of you're, you're pumped, you're sort of shocked, you don't really know how to react to it. Monty in St. Paul, you are on Vikings Vent Line with Mackie and Judd. Uh, how you guys doing, man? Very excited today. Very excited. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little negative. I'm, I'm excited for this win, but a little negative. I like the fancy's play calling, but they need to stop throwing those toss plays. I don't like them. For some reason, we just don't do good on those toss plays. Um, he was throwing them at different times, and it was just very irritating at that point. Um, I love this defense. It, it, the defensive front played this game today. I'm going to give the MVP to them. And then I have yep. a question. Uh, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, and I'm probably going to have to call later during the week, <clears throat> but what do you guys think would have to be the number one thing for us going in San Francisco? What is the one thing we're going to have to do to get a chance to win? But good win today. I'm excited. Thank you guys for taking my call. Right on. Thank you, Monty. I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is Stefan Diggs has to have a bigger game if you're going to beat San Francisco. He'll let you know about, about that. Yeah, and he did a couple times yeah, today. He was uh, very vocal today. And your defense has to be just as good. Absolutely. Yes. And your defense probably needs, because, you know, Shanahan's a really good offensive coach, your defense probably needs to come up with new wrinkles to show the Niners, because Shanahan's going to look at what you did to Breeze, and he's really, really smart. He's going to adjust to that. Um, But the, you know what, too? You need to go in there, because I think you can score points there. If you can go in... And Dalvin Cook is 
really good uh, again to and because in the first half of this game, I think he was great. Yeah. But if you can go in and get the same performance from Cook and and Thielen and Diggs remain threats, and I don't care which one catches the ball, but that's the key too. But I do. I think Shanahan. It's important to note Shanahan's going to look at the film of what Zimmer did to Peyton's offense and adjust to that. And so, what can you do that he doesn't see? Yeah, yeah, the, or replicate. At least. Shanahan is. So if Bill Belichick's on his way out here at some point in the next few years, I think I maybe I'm a little early on this. I think Shanahan has the the best chance to be like the next dude for the for the next ten years. He's a great game planning mind. He is. That's for and sure. he, he gets a lot out of quarterbacks too. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Carl in Maryland. Carl, you're on Vikings Ventline. Hey guys, three things real quick. Phil, number one, congrats. Life only gets better after marriage. Right on. Appreciate you, Carl. Uh, uh, number two, how how does how do we not get two first round picks for Zim from Dallas? Number three, price just went up. Uh, right. Uh, number three. This is my, how do I find something bad from today? The, the second field goal we got. How do we not run it right up the middle three, four straight times, get the touchdown? Thanks guys, full bike. Right on. Yeah, there was a couple times where it just, it just felt like these like stretch running plays to the outside at the goal line. Like my, my little nitpicks would be, just pound it, man. Just pound it and see what happens. The Vikings, the Vikings near the goal line, and I know they got that last touchdown pass, but the Vikings near the goal line can get really dicey, unnecessarily so. Yeah, and Kirk is not great in those close quarters either. Five, for the most part. five yards or so, or, or ten yards, but five and, and in, things get way too dicey sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it does, and I think it would help to have a more mobile quarterback who you could flush sure. out, but they don't have that. So, but it's it almost like little... Kirk at times there can panic. Yeah, at different times, and then they sort of get out of sorts, and everybody tends to start to get nervous about that because that is a weird thing. You know, your first and your first and goal from the ten on your first um, offensive play against the Packers, and you looked hopeless. Yeah. So, to the caller's point, that is a little bit odd. Let's do this, Judd, because we've been rocking for an hour and twenty minutes here. And uh, we got to squeeze in just a quick break. So we're going to squeeze in our first and only break of Vikings Vent Line today. And we'll come right back in a couple minutes and take more of your calls. The lines are full right now, but as soon as someone makes their point, we're going to get to Tom Chase, Andrew, Nick, Mark, and plenty more at 651-646-8255. A Vikings road playoff win in New Orleans. They shock the country. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say that. People dismiss the they Vikings. They me. And a lot of us How about that? are pessimistic about this, but they shut everybody up, and Kirk Cousins uh, stepped up in a big way in the fourth quarter as well. Mackie and Judd edition of Vikings Ventline here on Score North and the Score North app back in just a couple minutes. All right, we're still live with you here on Vikings Ventline on Score North. We are drawing requests uh, for the afternoon show tomorrow, Phil Mackie, from people to have um, Saints Ventline cut up. So that we can play, oh. so we can play some despondent Saints fans, and perhaps the the team employee who was sitting by Matthew Collar, who broke down crying. I love that post game called into Saints event line. I love that idea. So, All right, let's make a note. All right, AJ, did you hear that? By the way, Saints event line. 
if we can find sometime between you on air production meeting, if you and Evan sometime in the next few hours can find whatever the equivalent of Saints vent line is, we would take some cuts for Mackie and Joe with Robbie tomorrow. I'll do my best, and I promise that I won't find any pleasure in it. <laughs> it might At be a all. little hard, but yeah, yeah but we'll we'll get something. Awesome. And by the way, like early in the season, I think AJ came in early in the season with his Kirk Cousins jersey, and we were watching the Packers game and the Bears game, and. I was like, dude, you might have to burn that thing. I don't know what happened to it, but after today, you can bring it back. Do you want to know what happened to it quick? Did you burn it? No, no. I uh, I lent it to my buddy who was going to the game in Chicago when they took on Chase Daniel. Wow. Uh, well, I guess not at the time, but he got it ripped off of him in the stands, and he didn't see anything of it. So he gave me some money back. I didn't buy a new one. So Bears fans ripped it off of him? Yeah. You know, I thought Philly fans were the oh, ones. Oh, Bears fans can be bad too. Yeah, you never want to wear those. Uh, that that being said, he, pro- he probably started something to yeah. egg them on a little bit, knowing okay. him. But I'll I'll leave it at that. In that game, they they should have patted your buddy on the back and said, "Quarterback's doing a heck of a job. <laughs> we're very happy." He's basically wearing bare blue. You go, yeah, exactly right. Amazing. Not well, today, though, baby. Let's go back to the vent lines here. As soon as someone jumps off the line. Here's the number, 651-646-8255. It's a Mackie and Judd edition of Vikings Vent Line after they go into New Orleans and beat the Saints in overtime. Kirk Cousins with some big boy throws down the stretch. Tom and St. Paul, you're on the show. Hey, guys, thanks so much for taking my call. I love the game. My MVP, Kirk Cousins, composure, composure, composure. And I think it was the greatest game of his career in in this respect. Mm-hmm. That throw to Thielen was magic. It was perfect. And he's the one who threw the ball. And Thielen made, in my opinion, the greatest catch of his career because of the situation. And then the touchdown to um, tight end, give me his name. Kyle uh, Rudolph. Rudolph was beautiful. And, and they've done that play so many times, and it had to be perfect. We win the game. And I don't want to be negative, but I tell me, you guys, I'm getting tired of Diggs and his immaturity. I love the guy. He's a fantastic athlete. We couldn't do it without him, but he's just got to stop the annex. I'll hang up and listen. Um, You know what? I'm torn here, okay? Because he's really, really passionate. And I get the fact that he has no targets in the first half of that game. And he's mad. And it comes off, it looks bad, right? It looks bad. Because he's yelling and screaming, and at one point he threw his helmet as he came off the field. But here's the weird thing that I'm going to say with this team. And it's not ordinary for me to defend the antics of a guy like Diggs, but Phil, with this team, I'm not sure it's not productive sometimes. And I almost, and this is going to sound really weird too, I almost like the fire it lights with Kirk, because I don't think he is... I don't think he is calling Kirk a moron. I don't think it's, you're an idiot, you didn't find me. I think it's a frustration with game planning, and he wants the ball. But, you know, this, I don't know, there's something about him that it doesn't bug me as as much. Is it selfish at times? Absolutely. But the antics from this guy in the Broncos game, or like today... I don't know that it's not slightly productive at times, and I know that sounds really weird. So I'll be honest, I hate it. I hate, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I need to know more about what he's mad about. Is it scheme? That's is that's it, a great point, Is yes. it the fact that Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball to rookie wide receivers and not giving him a shot? And he's, that was a weird play. Because every time Kirk comes over when they show the sidelines, he's always like, no, man, it's cool, it's cool. Right. And I can't tell if he's just like, ah, oh, Kirk's fragile, and so I'm going to make make him think it's cool even though I'm pissed at him. 
I don't like that that stuff plays out the way that it does on the sidelines because I think there's better ways to get what you want. And if what you want is more of a team-centric thing, which is, hey, doing this means that we're going to win or have a better chance to win, it feels a little selfish and it just feels a little bit counterproductive to the Vikings winning a game sometimes. I'm just saying in some weird way it doesn't. Ordinarily, that type of thing really bugs me really, really badly. Yeah. And in this case, yeah, I don't love it. But there's something about it that this team that seems to provide sparks at times that this team seems to lack at times. If uh, that makes any sense. Hold on a second. Pat and Fulda. Hey boys, how's the day going? I uh, I hate to pee on your Cheerios with all the uh, lubed up uh, Vikings fans out there, but uh, just a little concerned about uh, that uh, Diggs uh, kind of being a creep on the sidelines to tell you the truth it wouldn't wouldn't go very well back and fold back when i played football right before i broke my arm and wrecked my whole career um also i just wanted to say thanks to uh josh uh my investment guy uh, i was gonna put the i was gonna put the old uh fort myers estate uh uh, on, on for the whole entire uh, bet here, I was going to put it all on New Orleans. I was also going to bet, uh, though, at the same time that uh, that uh, there was no marriage uh, in the future there. But uh, barely, I was both wrong with that. And yeah. I, uh, glad I listened to Josh. No Great faith, advisor. No faith. Thanks, Pat and Fulda. Appreciate the phone Josh, call. Josh, I Mr. Money Talk. You always got to listen to Josh. That sounded like a combination of Pat and Fulda and Sid in Golden Valley. Yeah, right? I got the little bit of the, oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> Those geniuses. Mark in Minneapolis, you're next up on Ventline. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good, man. True just just trying to process that amazing performance by the Vikings today. It was incredible. I couldn't stop pacing in my room. My, my cats were looking at me like I was crazy. But... Um, <laughs> Thanks for taking my call, you guys. I just have uh, three points to see what you guys think about. First of all, I know, Phil, that you hate this as much as I do when Xavier Rhodes gets nicked up and he looks like his arm fell off and he like, you like, he's never going to come back. Yep. He did that. He did that today, but I give him credit because you actually saw them pan to him and he acted like he was going to do it, but he, he stuck it out, broke up that pass play on the next play. He did. I actually think he might have some sort of a legitimate injury, just because it. Usually, when he he got hurt on, on the one uh, yeah play, he, I, I think he, he had at the very least a stinger, right? Well, they said it looked, stinger. It looked like more of a collarbone. Yeah, but it he, looked bad. But it's it's hard because it, it's kind of a boy who cried wolf situation. But he didn't stay down. Once a game, he has some something that looks like a season-ending injury, and then he's back on the field. You know, five minutes later. Uh, this one looked like it because you watched that thing play out, and a body fell on top of him, and yeah. So it looked pretty legit. Let's go to Nick and Blaine. You're on Vikings vent line. Hello, sports fan. What's happening? Hey, pretty good. Hey, um, uh, I'd like to say that uh, sports fan, I called in the vent line. I told you I had a case of deja vu. You did. And there was, right. Was there not another sports game? In the collegiate area, yep. it was not the team. There was. Correct. Showed a lot of uh, intestinal fortitude that team did. Correct. So I am not, uh, I'm not that surprised about the win, but we're surprised about how they won. 
All I can say is I love pigs, but I want to save them for Ventline because I have a lot of crazy kids around me. All right. But, gentlemen, school, we shall live on for another weekend. All right. Cool. Nick, Nick and 10 a.m. tomorrow, 10 to noon, call in, okay? Well, his, uh, his connection was bad, and there were like nine kids screaming in the background there. He did say that, though. He he compared he compared the Gophers or the Vikings game on Thursday or Friday to the Gophers game, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's wait. We have not seen because PJ Flex team resilient throughout, right? Bounce back, mentally tough." I said, yeah. "Let's not assume that. We've not seen that yet. Today we saw it for the first time. I this is the first time that the 2019 Vikings." have flat-out impressed me with a mental capacity that I doubted. After the Packers game, I said they just don't have it. I also thought that Nick and Blaine's performance on that call with nine kids just surrounding him and screaming, it was a lot like Kirk Cousins, pocket collapsing, stepping up, throwing a pass down the field. Yeah. It's very impressive. You did good. Let's take a call tomorrow. Let's take a few more here on Vikings Ventline. By the way, you're listening to Score North on AM 1500 KSTP Minneapolis, St. Paul. And Chase in Minneapolis is next up. Hey, Chase. Hey, guys. How are you doing? So, good, good. Good. So a couple things there. First off, I want to say this. I appreciate what you guys do. I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm also in the media, sports media as well. I work for Go- the Gopher Athletics as a play-by-play there. So first off, I just want to say thank you. You guys do a great job. Dude, thank, thank you. you. Very we much. really it's appreciate cool, that, man. Thank you. Yes. Uh, second off, the people who are really just digging on digs, man, I'll say digging on digs. They've been doing that for years. That attitude, I love that because this team needs an attitude. You know, New Orleans has the who that right, and that and their entire it feels like their entire team, their entire game was doing the same thing, right? They're taunting us, they're they're taunting with the crowd, and I'm glad Diggs able to go onto the sideline and, and spark something, man. I'm tired of people getting on him because he is sometimes the juice that this team needs, man. And I think at the end of the day, we have to believe that this team can really do something. I think they really showed it. I think we really have to get off Zimmer. I think he's proved that here today. More will be needed, of course, right? But truly, I think this team could do something. A championship team takes it one week at a time. On to San Francisco. Thank you very much. Right on. There he is. Chase in Chase, Minneapolis. To the point. Thanks for the kind words. That's very nice of you. Love it, love it. Uh, let's go to Kyle in Texas. Kyle, you're on Vikings, Ventline. Okay, guys. Hold on, Kyle. Your phone connection's a little rough there, so we'll put you back on hold. We'll check back with you in a second. Tom and Mora. Yeah, it's Tom. Hey, Tom. You're up next hey. on Ventline. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, that was an awesome game. And I'm I'm thinking that uh, that we maybe maybe we just need to have the same uh, deal that uh, that they're underdogs and just yeah, there's no just like we thought there didn't have a chance and they and they prove us wrong and and. Uh, it just makes them fight harder, I think, when it's us against the world. And they can keep playing. Thank you, Tom. They can keep playing that card all throughout. They can for sure play it this week again because everyone's going to pick the Niners again six, this week. Six and, a half, six and a half point dogs. Yeah. Line is out. And, and they the, should the Vikings be. are, yeah. The Niners are awesome. And yes. the Niners are playing at home. And they're well yes. coached and everything. But so they, they can continue to use this throughout the entire thing. Yep. Absolutely. They'll right. even be able to use it in the, if they get past the Niners, they'll be able to use it in the NFC Championship game against any of the other teams. Although, when you start to look at the other teams remaining, and I, and I, let's, let's not wow, get too you, far out of ourselves. Wow, you're getting ahead of yourself. Well, hold on. But here, so <laughs> Packers, Saints, I'm sorry, Packers, Seahawks, uh, and the Eagles and Seahawks are tied at three right now with a minute and a half left. This is a pillow fight in Philadelphia. 
The Niners are on such a different level than these other teams. Yes. Not to say, like, you've already lost no, to the Seahawks, you've to lost get, to the Packers. It continues getting, as weird as this sounds, it gets easier and easier. Yeah. Today's game, I think, was the toughest. San Francisco, I think, will be tough, but I don't think it's impossible. Today, I thought, was darn near impossible. San Francisco, I think, is tough, but I don't think it's impossible. And if I get to go to Seattle or Green Bay... Impossible? No way. No. I mean, it, this sounds really weird. This this is why this is the one game I thought they couldn't get past. I just didn't. And they did. I know. And good for them. It's really impressive. Let's go to, let's see here, John in Salt Lake City. Hey there. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, appreciate sure. it. I just got two quick points. Uh, and the first one might be a little bit redundant. You already talked about it. But the digs thing, which you guys seem to be a little bit split on, here's my take on it. And I side with Judd on this one. We've seen a star Minnesota receiver do this before. It was the early 2000s, and it was Moss, but it was different. His frustration wasn't a tantrum. It was sulking. He would walk off the field. He would stop running his routes. He wouldn't block. The digs is more of a frustration, I think, partially, personally, not getting the ball. He's frustrated when the offense isn't you know, living up to expectations, isn't moving down the field, and he's still running his routes. He's still playing, and he sticks with it. So that's where... I think he provides a necessary spark for Cousins and the offense in those moments. And the second thing I want to bring up here, if I had to put together a power ranking of who's getting the most uh, credit for this win, in no order top four is Zimmer, the defense as a whole, Cousins, and Cook. But I think the one guy who I haven't heard brought up once yet, and I think for sure is in that top five, is Dan Bailey. Because what an absolute treat it is, and this is what other <laughs> NFL fans must feel like, to have your kicker go out there, and you I'm, you know, with all the years of history, I'm still nervous, but he's giving you no reason to be nervous. These are going right down the middle, he's making the extra points. The difference in the scheme, why we get to overtime, he makes all, the, all of his kicks and Lutz missed his right before yep. halftime, yep. so I hope I'm not jinxing anything, knock on wood here, but Dan Bailey, this is what Zimmer always wanted. He's finally got the kicker who's living up to expectations and just, as Belichick would say, doing his job. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. No, Thank it's, you, it's John. a great point. I would knock on wood and say that they're not out of the and every, kicker woods yet in this postseason. But. And everybody spent training camp how worried that this guy was going to fail and how worried. And this kid, he has been, aside from a few extra points and what, three field goals? Yeah. Four all year long. He's been really good. Has been really good. And John's right. The difference was, was was this. The Vikings, at the end of the first half, give up the long return, and it looks like instead of 13-10, it's going to be 13-all, right? Mm-hmm. And Lutz misses that, and that turns out to be the absolute key. And your guy didn't miss. Kyle in Texas. Let's try Kyle again here. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's so, going on, man? And much, man. Um, I do have to get a couple things off my off my chest first. Um, I grew up a uh, Buccaneers fan, but my dad was a uh, Vikings and then I've basically been following my whole life. Um, a couple months ago, I decided that uh, I would jump ship because <laughs> I can't handle Jameis Winston anymore. Um, I'm almost 30, so uh, I've, that's how long I've been loyal to the Bucks. Um, so, I mean, uh, the Vikings have me uh, till, till forever. Um, it was a great game. Uh, tip of the cap to the defense. Uh, I thought they played really well. Um, and I, I do like uh, I do like the way that uh, Stephon Diggs uh, shows his passion. Um, I used to play like that, um, not necessarily throwing the helmet and everything, but uh, I love the fire that he shows. Um, I think you guys do a great job, and 
I'll go ahead and hang up. With Kyle, thank you. thank you for calling, thank man. You. Appreciate it. Not sure if the Vikings are guaranteed to or, give you any less angst than the Bucks have oh, given no, you. Oh, no, but being a Tampa Bay fan would be a special hell. It would be. It would be. It'd be a special, special portion of hell right there. Uh, Harry in Connecticut, you're on Ventline. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, um, good. I haven't called in almost all season. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on this year, but also just a lot of feeling of this, like, okay, they're going to probably sneak it to the playoffs. You know, they might, you know, blown out in the first round. You know, again, that's where my mind went. I, I like, it like automatically went to that as it usually does. Um, so, I'll be honest. I didn't start watching this game until the fourth quarter today. Uh, so as I tune in and I see what's going on, I'm seeing that, okay, the land will come back in. Okay, fine. They scored the 10 points to give it up. Going to overtime. And there was just something different about the situation. You know, Griffin calls, uh, like, heads, I think, instead of tails or something like that. And he gets, uh, like, they get the kick. And, like, for some reason I thought, you know what? They got house money at this point. Yep. They were supposed to get blown out. They were supposed to run out the building. Just go for broke at this point. You know, what can you lose? You know, what do you have to really, like, you know, just leave it all out on the field. And then when he hits that pass to Phelan, and I'm sitting there like, oh, God, it's happening again. There's another miracle that's them in New Orleans. And then they finally get that, that corner pass to Rudolph. And I'm like, wow, like, I didn't know what to really think. Like, the whole season, it's been, like, so up and down. You know, Kirk had, like, a, a better year than usual. Um, but it was still a year that was kind of filled with, you know, just, just kind of these, you know, boneheaded performances occasionally against, like, good teams that we should have won. Yeah. And then they go out there and they throw that stinker against Green Bay, and you just think they're going to get mauled. And I agree with you guys. The Niners are a beatable team. Like, it, it, yeah, they're tough. You know, they have a good defense. You know, they're healthy now. They rested. But Garoppolo is still not at the level of Breeze. And look what they did to him with the stunts on the inside with uh, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Griffin and Hunter. And, you know, Rhodes, i got to give it to him. He really showed up, and he really impressed a lot of people, I think. But ultimately, look, he had a week off kind of, right? So now you're going back in there on a week of rest, and now you're playing on Saturday. So it'll be like surprising to see how it's going to work out. But either way, I think, like, you know, you can't really say that this is on the defensive Zimmer. I think he's earned his keep at this point. So is Cousins. Do they extend him at this point? Let's not talk about that right now. Let's just enjoy it. And Skull Vikings, and let's go see what happens next week, man. So happy. Boom. All right. Great Harry, Harry in Connecticut, good. man. And uh, we'll wrap with one more here from Manny in Milwaukee. You get the final say on Vikings vent line today. Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. Thanks, dude. Uh, appreciate the interest and perspectives. But uh, first, I just want to say it felt so good to be on the winning side of a game like that. Um, as a, you know, as a tortured Vikings fan, you're almost expecting the other foot to drop. And even on that last bomb to deal in, and, and Cook doesn't get it in, you're like, oh my god, like it's third and goal. We don't get this. We're going to get a field goal, and New Orleans is going to come back down and win the game with a touchdown. So, uh, big ballsy performance by Kirk. Um, and, and you know, I, I think the blueprint for this team has to be the 07 Giants. I mean, the obvious comparison would be, you know, having to go on the road three times, but if that front four on the D-line plays the way they play today, I mean, this is a scary team because they have all the talent. They might be the most talented team on paper on offense in terms of what's left in the NFC. Um, So Everson looked great today. He looked like the old Everson. And you really got, you know, shades of that 2017 Vikings defense today, and it was a great thing to see. So, uh, smart money probably says 49ers win, but, you know, they're an unproven team. They haven't proven anything in the playoffs. That's a largely young team. 
Um, so, you know, I feel pretty good about next week. And, and lastly, I just want to ask you guys a question. Um, do you guys see any, any comparison with Dalvin in terms of with AP, in terms of ball security? I mean, we were, we were this close, you know, from fumbling that game away had it yeah. not been down. Um, what do you guys think about that? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it be, because it, it felt like Peterson dropped the ball so much and, and got punched out. That was a bit of, of a weird play. Unfortunately for the Vikings and the fan base, he was down. Uh, ordinarily he fumbles when he, and this is not a shock, gets hurt. But I don't, I don't see a chronic fumbling problem here. And Peterson had one. Mm-hmm. Now he tried to fix it. Yeah. And would, would walk around Winter Park at times carrying footballs high and tight to try and fix it. But Peterson, at its worst, it was a chronic problem. I don't see that with Cook. No, I don't either. I I think I'm I'm so shell shocked by watching the Adrian Peterson era still that every time a Vikings running back breaks free and defenders start to close in from behind, I just expect. I'm just like I'm not the one to act. I, I just I'm worried that every Vikings handoff is going to result in a fumble just no. based on watching the Adrian Peterson you and, era. So you and a lot of fans. <laughs> Maybe I need therapy. But you know what? The one thing is. Right or wrong, going into the game on Saturday against San Francisco, there is no pressure. Right oh, now, there's house no, money now. Nobody, nobody, unless you're the most diehard purple Kool-Aid drinking fan on the face of the earth, nobody expected them to win today. Do you think... And that was really, really, really impressive. Did Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman just secure their 2020 positions in their I Vikings think, roles? I think it's I think it's far more fair to say yes to that than Cousins' future. But Cousins is the quarterback next year too. Now, oh no, I mean, right, right. But I'm, but if, as but, far as like extension right, or right, but if, if we're we're going to talk about what would I do right now? I think Spielman and and Mike are back for sure. Yeah, and they're back and probably extended. And I feel pretty comfortable saying that. If you would ask me now, does this performance mean that Cousins gets an extension past 2020? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds fair. Um, that's fair. Um, I think this this performance. Definitely checked a really important box for Kirk Cousins. Daniel Hunter deserves more money. That too. guy is ridiculous. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. This is fun. Well, this has been a blast. Vikings Vent Line on to San Francisco next week. Saturday will be on. Saturday, three thirty kickoff. We'll be on into the night after the game is over. Strap in, baby. Bring One way or the other, it's going to be great. We might have to get into some uh, adult <laughs> beverages. Either way, that's Judd Zolgad. I'm Phil Mackey. Vikings Ventline Morning Edition tomorrow at 10 o'clock with Judd, Mackie and Judd with Rami, 4 to 6 tomorrow. Thank you to everyone who watched or listened today. Thanks to AJ for taking calls. And uh, we will see you after the San Francisco game next week. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you can even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.